honesty, passion, experience. It's Timberwolves Explosion, hosted on thesportstuff.com and also brought to you by the Oddman Media Network. Here are your hosts, Paladino Joey and Marcus the Forecaster. Hello again, Timberwolves fans. Are you ready for the explosion of Timberwolves basketball? I'm your host, Paladino Joey, or Joey Awajan. Timberwolves Explosion is available on thesportstuff.com and on iTunes and also on Stitcher. Yes, that's right. Stitcher and Timberwolves Explosion are together at long last for your Android phones and also possibly Podomatic. Uh, I might be getting on that at some point, but not sure exactly when. Uh, Timberwolves Explosion is also available on Double Twist, which mirrors iTunes for Android devices and BlackBerry uh, as well. BlackBerry is also on Stitcher and Apple and everything. So Stitcher is kind of on everything. You get the idea. <laughs> iTunes, Double Twist, and Stitcher. There you go. Let's get on with things. Uh, so the Timberwolves the past two weeks or so, I would have liked to record last week, but my schedule just continues to get in the way. This overtime has gotten ri- just absolutely ridiculous. Absolutely stupid, absolutely out of hand. Uh, just it's gone, gotten completely out of hand. That's about all I can say about it. Not really meaning to complain. You don't probably really care. Don't really want to hear about it. But it's nice to talk about the Minnesota Timberwolves, and it's also probably nice to know why I haven't been available for the last two weeks instead of just one. So there it is. Uh, we go all the way back to Kobe Bryant's visit to Minneapolis one last time. What a game! What a game! I mean, it's the Lakers. You know, they're the worst record in basketball. Maybe they get the number one pick. Oh goody! And then here come the Lakers again, right? <laughs> but until that happens, the Wolves should take care of business against the Lakers. And even if the Lakers get a good player, I think the Wolves will continue to improve, and they should hopefully, hopefully, stay better than the Lakers the next five to ten years. I would hope, and hopefully beyond, that would be even better. But over the course of the past two weeks, outside of the Lakers game, which the Wolves barely won, 123-122, to 122, and had to go to overtime. Are you kidding me? It, it, it had to go to overtime against the Lakers. Really. We had to go to overtime against the Lakers. We're that bad. Well, at that time, yeah. And it's not necessarily because we're bad. It's more of the fact that it's like these guys just don't know how to win. There's one thing after another. One Different thing after another you could come up with. The coaching of Sam Mitchell. The lineups of Sam Mitchell. Uh, certain players like <laughs> Kevin Martin. Uh, Tayshawn Prince and such. Maybe they shouldn't be in. Maybe they should be in. This, that. This guy should be playing. That guy shouldn't. Carl Anthony Towns should be playing. Gorgie shouldn't. Gorgie should be playing. Towns shouldn't be playing. Wiggins has no energy. Wiggins is not playing up to his potential. Wiggins isn't shooting the ball well. Rubio is not shooting the ball well. And then Wiggins is having a great game, but this guy is not playing well. And the defense sucks. Oh, yeah, the defense sucks all right. Oh, every single night, the Wolves gave up how many? Well, we gave up 122 to LA. Okay, it went to overtime, so you got to add a little bit in that one. We'll get to the details a teeny bit there. You gave up 111 to the Denver Nuggets, 108 to the Suns, 112 to the Nuggets, 107 to the Knicks. What the hell? What happened? And then the Wolves uh, kept Sacramento and Brooklyn under 100, and they won both of them. Hmm, do you think that's a coincidence? Or... Nah, that's not a coincidence. It has nothing to do with it at all. Nothing to do with it. <laughs> yeah, defense kind of helps you win a little bit, doesn't it? It it helps. And it's also nice when there's a little more consistency out of certain players as well. But defense really, a lot of things do start from defense. To get to kind of the main point of this whole episode, <laughs> I put a video on the Facebook page for Timberwolves Explosion. To find it, simply tip, search for Timberwolves Explosion Minnesota Timberwolves page on Facebook. Click on the one that says company, not group. So the one that's a Facebook page, not a Facebook group. Go there, click like, join the page. I don't know why people haven't been joining the past like X amount of time. It's getting kind of frustrating. I believe there is at least a, a couple new ones, uh, maybe the last week. But after for the longest time, I was like, my goodness, like it had gotten really dry. So please tell your friends to join the page if you could. Invite them over. We could use some help a little bit. But uh, <laughs> the theme of this Timberwolves team up until, well, the Minnesota Timberwolves finally beat Sacramento and Brooklyn on December 18th and December 20th, today, <laughs> Sunday afternoon, at the same time the Vikings beating the Bears. Positive overall day for Minnesota sports, finally. Um, but uh, after the, b- before those two games... Including the Laker game, even though the Wolves didn't end up winning the game. I mean, you barely won that game. So, 
the theme the wolves have been kind of following was that of Wiley Coyote, you know, painting a wall when he's trying to trap the Roadrunner. You know, he's like painting a tunnel on a on a big rock like wall, whatever boulder, whatever it is, basically like a rock hill. You know, you get the idea. If you've seen Looney Tunes and you've seen Wiley Coyote chasing the Roadrunner, he's probably done this bit maybe I don't know how many times. But that's kind of similar to the wolves. Maybe that's Sam Mitchell drawing up plays or something drawing up the or putting the lineups together maybe that's sam mitchell doing that and then the road runner is able to run right through it you know so yeah let's 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 listen into how things go so yeah here we go here's sam mitchell drawing up the plays right he's drawing up the plays putting the lineups together you know we're getting things going okay we got the road the now he's point painting the tunnel here mr wiley yep here we go and here come the phoenix suns Oh, they took the lead. The Wolves were winning the whole game. Hmm. Well, oh, we'll be fine. Here we come. We're going to be just fine. Oh, okay. Well, that didn't work out, did it? Uh, and here come the Suns again, or the Denver Nuggets, actually. Yeah, meep, meep, meep. <laughs> that about sums it up. Now, I'm not trying to be an asshole. I'm not trying to... <laughs> I'm not trying to make fun of the Timberwolves, but... When you're leading by 17, or you're leading by 8, or or whatever it is, or you're, you're doing well, and then all of a sudden you're down by 17. See, there was a theme before. The Wolves would take a 17-point lead and would blow the game. And then, and then lately, the Wolves would be hanging in there, 8-point lead, 5-point lead, 6-point lead, 10-point lead, 4-point lead, everything's fine. And then, oh, here's the second quarter. There we go. Wiley Coyote hit the wall. There you go. And then... And then the Wolves are down by 17, 18, 20 points. And that was kind of the theme, like, the whole time. It's almost like, why even review those games? Because that's exactly what happened in every single one of them. But the Wolves, maybe they, they caught the they caught the, the Roadrunners... Uh, they, 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 they caught his toenail a little bit. They caught his toenail because there's Kobe Bryant in that one. The, the Roadrunner was getting way past his prime and was getting old in that game. So, yeah, the, the Coyote caught that one, like, barely. Like, just barely, but he ended up eating the toenail. That's about all he was able to eat. I mean, 123 to 122 over a 3-19 and 19 team at the time. At home. Yeah, at home. <sighs> okay, that's great. Oh, and, and Mr. Roadrunner Kobe Bryant was 5 of 13. That's not the worst shooting percentage ever, but he only played 24 and a half minutes and 11 points, and that's about it. Added an assist, a steal, and a rebound. Hey, and was a minus 12. Hey, Nick Young was tearing the Wolves up. Julius Randle was getting a double-double, 20-12. and 12. You know, all that kind of stuff. Lou Williams was hitting shots like a madman, driving us crazy. Oh, but the Wolves won the game, so chill out, Joey. Come on. Because Kevin Martin was able to nail every shot from this side of, like, uh, the Mississippi River. He made 37 shots in the game. Or 37 points, pardon me. 14-27, 37 shots. 6-9 of nine from the floor. But that's the other thing that drives me nuts. You have a home game against the Lakers. You know, the Lakers... That's right, they suck really bad. Sorry, Vince, right now. Vince Germano of the Courtside Podcast, big Laker fan, and Showtime and T-Wolves. We'll talk about this some more. But they're having a bad season, just like the Wolves were having a bad season every freaking year for the longest time. And Kevin Martin has one of these games, you know, one of these that he had a couple last year, a good number of them, where he was absolutely on fire. We can dislike Kevin Martin all we want. We can put him on the bench. We can trade him. And you know what? I agree with every one of you that say it. Every single one of you. But when he's on fire, okay, ride it. Ride it. Enjoy it. And the Wolves rode it and enjoyed it. But they still only beat the Lakers by one point. In a game where Kevin Martin was on fire. How does that... Tell me how that even happens. Bad defense. Yeah, bad defense. Because, by the way, Carl Anthony Towns had 26 points and 14 rebounds in the game. And even Wiggins had a quiet, and I mean quiet, 19 points. Making just under half of his shots. Quiet. I mean, uber quiet. And Shabazz Muhammad was a huge factor with his... Little uh, floater, kind of jump hook, kind of post-up type plays that I really like, and he's really good at them. He made six of eight of them. Zach Levine was terrible. It's two of eight from the floor, minus 19. Easily the worst player on the Wolves in that game. And Zach Levine's very capable of that. Oh, and that's another topic I could get to very soon. I might even jump on it about now. Um, should I just jump on it now before I get bl- blow it off and get confused? Because the rest of these games are kind of the same theme with the loss. You know, running into the wall. Things are going fine. You got this all planned out. Things are going fine, and you crash into that wall like Wiley Coyote, baby. So let's get to it. Phil Mackey out there. Mm-hmm. 
you're willing to say that you're, you're coming out with this big take about you think that um, Zach Levine <laughs> is going to is going to have a better scoring average or whatever. Or what was it exactly now? I'm forgetting. Or is he even going to have going to see more all star games going to have an even better career than Andrew Wiggins? What? What? I mean, Zach Levine's very good. He's very valuable. He's even clutch in the fourth quarter. But what are you doing? And I know there's people out there that are like, Andrew can do no wrong. But his field goal percentage is as bad as Rubio's. He can't even make three-pointers like Rubio. You know, Rubio's horrible this, this, and that. And I, I'm not a Rubio hater. In fact, games like the Brooklyn one prove that his value is pretty high. Even if he's not the best shooter in the world. Because he doesn't have to be the best shooter in the world. As long as he can distribute and make others better. His value is very much uh, warranted on this roster. When you have all these scorers. Like Zach Levine, Andrew Wiggins, Carl Towns, Gorgie Zhang, Shabazz Muhammad. And so on and so forth. Yeah, might want to have a guy that can distribute the ball. Rather than just shoot it 15 to 20 times like Chris Paul. Okay, that might be a good idea, actually. So, yeah, some guy with the name of Prisbilla out there. <laughs> I think it's Matt Prisbilla on the 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 T Wolves, you know, Wolves Nation NBA talk. Yeah, well, nice Facebook page out there, of course. I'll always give them a shout out because they let me post on here. But I'm going all over the place, and I apologize. But to come back to where I was talking about Wiggins versus Levine. Wiggins versus Levine. I. To have Levine ahead of Wiggins long-term, I, I just don't see it, man. I, I, I don't know. I don't agree with that comment at all. I don't agree with the big take. Phil Mackey, man, I'm not a fan. I'm sorry. I liked Judd and Dubé ten times better, and I always will. <laughs> I'm not a fan of Phil Mackey. He's not the worst ever, and actually he's pretty... I enjoy when he talks wolves. I enjoy the fact that he does talk some wolves on, on the, the, the Mackey and Judd show out there, but... To come out with that, I, I don't know. Just because Levine can get clutch and can get hot in the fourth quarter and is capable of some nice games, he's not Andrew Wiggins. I'm sorry. He puts in nice dunks too, but he's still not Andrew Wiggins. I think Andrew Wiggins is actually <laughs> has a better career potential than Zach Levine. And if I'm wrong, well, too bad that I'm wrong. I'll admit it openly. I'll be just fine. I'll say, wow, good job, Zach Levine. You're fantastic. You're you're deserving of the multiple All-Star games that you're going to go to. And hopefully he does. But I do think uh, Andrew Wiggins is going to go to more All-Star games. I think Andrew Wiggins is going to be the face of the franchise if Carl Anthony Towns is ultimately not. But maybe, ultimately, it's going to be Carl Anthony Towns and Andrew Wiggins is the face of the franchise. Ultimately, because Shaq and Kobe were both faces of the franchise for the Lakers. So, uh, why not? And if that is the case, man, it's just going to be a damn good basketball team. And you have a guy like Zach Levine going along with that, playing really well and being a huge spark plug in the starting lineup or off the bench, regard, uh, whatever the situation is, man, you got a damn good future in this league. We're not quite there yet, but we're closer than we were last year. That's the good part. But uh, yeah, let's let's take it easy on, on Zach Levine being better than Wiggins. I'm sorry. Let's let's drop the grandstanding a little bit here, buddy. Just a little bit. Uh, the Denver game. Okay, Wiley Coyote. You get the idea. The Coyote thing took place in the third quarter in this one because the Wolves are doing so freaking good in that first half, and the Coyote took over in the third. Not the Coyote, but you know the Roadrunner because the Coyote hit the wall. We were the Coyote. Um, Kevin Martin won up with 22 points. Wiggins 22 points. Kind of a Nobody really majorly stood out. It was more of a team effort. Levine shot mediocrely. <laughs> mediocrely. He shot mediocre. 12 points. Muhammad. Nobody really stood out in this one. Um, maybe certain guys played too much. Certain guys didn't play enough. That type of thing. Um, that Certain guys were on the... Several different players were on the floor in this one. And some of them didn't do a whole lot. And, you know, like... Belitza, sometimes he doesn't do a whole lot. I'm sorry to say, Belitza doesn't do a whole lot all the time. Sometimes Gorgie doesn't do a whole lot, even though he was decent in the game with three blocks. Uh, Towns probably was playing better than Gorgie at this stage, but kind of hard to say, I guess. Both of them were actually kind of similar, kind of mirrors of each other, I guess, in this game. But Towns' future probably a little brighter. Uh, there it is. There's your black hole, and now I'm seeing it clear as day. 33 minutes for Tayshaun Prince. Zero points. And I know he does more than score points. I know he provides defense. 
But dude, that's that's like a big fat zero, man. Thirty three minutes, and and that's it. I mean, where's the eight points or something? Like seriously, you can do something. And he, you know, to be quite honest, his defense isn't that good. It it really wasn't that good in this game. Why is he playing that many minutes? What the hell, man? What the hell? Uh, let's just move on. One eighteen or one eleven. Pardon me. Two. 108 for the Wolves. They just could not get the job done in the in overtime. Extremely frustrating. Phoenix, well, there it is. Same thing. Same story. It's like, I don't know. I mean, do you even want to go into detail in these games? This game was boring. Seriously, freaking boring game. Boring. Uh, Phoenix wins 108 to 101. The, the Coyote Wall, all that good stuff. It took place in the third quarter again and in the second. The Wolves are doing just fine in the first quarter and then the second and third. Boom. And then the Wolves kind of made a cute little, cute little like uh, game of it, semi game of it in the fourth quarter. They outscored the Suns thirty-five to twenty-three in the fourth, versus thirty to seventeen in the third, and thirty to twenty-two in the second. The, the the wall, they hit the wall, and they hit it hard in this one. Zach Levine, well, he had a nice, he had nice numbers, and he brought the Wolves back in in that fourth quarter, but they still lost the game by seven points, and they weren't really in it. Rudez hit three of five three pointers off the bench. You know. There are times I think he's better, more valuable than uh, Belitza at, at times. Belitza, uh, he, he's he's a tricky, nice player defensively. He can poke the ball out and he can hit some threes. But this is one of those nights where Rudez outplayed him significantly. Rudez, pardon me. I keep calling him Rudez, but it's actually Rudez. So please forgive me, Mr. Uh, Mr. Rudez. I mean, you know, both of their first names are impossible. So... I could listen to 25,000 games, watch them all, and I still can't pronounce them right because it just, I just draw a blank, and I apologize. Uh, Tayshaun Prince more appropriately played about eight minutes in this one and scored this marijuana points. <laughs> yeah, that's about right. Andre Miller was, was decent with five assists in only 13 minutes. I mean, that's what I like about Andre Miller. He makes the most of it when he plays. He didn't even sh- attempt a single shot, but he was a factor. He got rebounds, and he... And he he, he he got assists, only two less than Rubio, but neither one of them got a decent amount of playing time in this one. Levine really kind of hogged the minutes in that fourth quarter. Rubio didn't really see the court again after that. And, well, more power to Levine because he was on fire with, again, 28 points off the bench, ultimately playing more than Rubio. And he's the only guy that really stood out in this one. I mean, Martin was solid with 19 points in only 25 minutes. That's not bad at all. But the Suns just kind of had their way. I mean, Bledsoe and Knight and Land just dominated this team. Bledsoe and Knight especially, though. Bledsoe just kills me. I mean, he just drives that lane, gets to the free throw line, makes them. He made all of the free throws he was attempting pretty much in that fourth quarter along with Alex Land. They were just sinking all those shots. Every time the Wolves thought they were hopefully getting back in the thing after Levina hit a three or a Rudez hit a three, there they were at the free throw line and making them. Um, Knight didn't attempt a single free free throw, but he made half of his three pointers. Seven of fourteen. That's just bloody murder. Killed the wolves ultimately from the fucking from the whoa. I almost swore there, but from the from the uh, from the from the outside just killed them. Uh, pretty much similar situation as we had to Tuesday, December the fifteenth, one twelve to one hundred in Target Center. Denver Nuggets beat the wolves. Yuck! Just yuck. One twelve to one hundred. Uh, the Coyote Wall, all that good stuff. Mm. Yuck, man. I mean, a sixth win in seven games for Denver at the time. They've been kind of climbing back in the Western Conference uh, playoff bracket or whatever you want to call it. Another game where nobody majorly stood out, but Levine got got hot a little bit. But again, I, I, this is a huge reason why I don't think you can do all this talk about Levine versus Wiggins. Wiggins, I think, is... Uh, Wiggins, I think, overall takes better shots than Levine. I think Levine gets a little too trigger happy, and I think a lot of you see it. Why is everybody saying, or why? Why is everybody? Why are people like Phil Mackey, who's watched sports for quite a while and professionally talk about it on the radio? Why? Why are we making? Why are we coming out with grandstanding takes like this? Why? I mean, he takes a lot of dumb shots. As talented as he is, and he can be clutch. He can get hot in that fourth quarter. <coughs> Pardon me. I'm trying not to choked to death here, pardon me, <laughs> but um, as uh, Levine continues to take stupid shots, Wiggins will make <laughs> Wiggins will make some clutch ones down the stretch, he'll drive the lane, get to the free throw line, I don't see it as much from Levine as I do from Wiggins, but at the one thing where Levine is better is his free throw percentage, so you can come back with that argument, I suppose, 
ultimately, though, I, I, I just don't think they're comparable. I, I mean, I, I think Wiggins has a higher basketball IQ than Levine, as far as I'm concerned at this stage. We'll see if that continues to develop. I'm going to leave that alone for now. Towns underplayed, underutilized in this one. Only seven field goal attempts, 28 minutes, 18 points. What the hell? Just not enough. And again, the the, the defense on the perimeter was just horrendous. And Randy Foy, for, yeah, Randy freaking Foy. Mm. Seven of nine from the floor, five of six from three-point range. Just made everything. Nobody was guarding him. They're just, oh, yeah, oh, but, oh, there it goes, it's in. Oh, there he, oh, oh, over to Foy, it's in again. And that was kind of the story of the night. 19 points for Randy Foy, thank you very much. Again, 5 of 6 from 3-point range. Nuggets shot 55% from beyond the arc, 56 overall for the game. Wolves shot 40 from beyond the arc. That's not that bad. 46 from the floor, not that bad, but when you're giving up 55, 56, ah, you're, you're just not going to win that kind of game. And, and you're at home, and it's just, ah. What the hell was that? Seriously. Seriously, what the hell was that? Some big shots from Jameer Nelson down the stretch. Ugh, I could, just couldn't stand it. This is a team that isn't that great. Seriously. I just can't stand what I'm seeing. Um, and to go back to the other Denver game, that friggin' Danilo Gallinari got on fire and he hit a, hit a clutch shot down the stretch. Kind of a, just a wild fade away from far away and it went in and he started going, I can't miss, I can't miss. Ah, whatever. You're not that good, man. Come on. Come on, that was kind of stupid. That pissed me off a little bit. So going back on that Denver game, another important detail I might want to mention for that one. Wolves go to New York. Oh, yeah. 107-102 in favor of the Knicks. Wednesday, December the 16th. A very good effort for a team on a back-to-back. They looked outstanding starting things out. Well, actually, they didn't, but they did a little bit in that first quarter. (laughs) Lots of energy in the first quarter. In particular, lots of energy. Flying down that court, going like 100 miles an hour, making layups, making shots, uh, just up and down the court, up and down the court, and the Knicks were doing the same thing. Uh, man, almost 20,000 people in attendance too, but I suppose it's New York. There's always, it's always going to be full in a city that's that big. Shoot, 19,000 people in New York, that's like nothing. <laughs> that's like a tiny little neighborhood in New York, isn't it, pretty much? <laughs> but you get the idea. Um, <clears throat> this was a very fast-paced basketball game, at least in the first quarter. And then, well, the Knicks were fast and the Wolves weren't. And there was the Coyote wall again. 33-14, Knicks. 33-14. See, that's where I come up with the Coyote thing because of quarters like that. 33-14? My goodness. Did you just, did you just leave, did you just leave everything back at the hotel or what the hell is that? I mean, my goodness. It was like game over. Oh, yeah, the Wolves made a nice effort to, made a nice effort of it. Sorry, 62 points in the second half. Okay, we'll give them credit there, but my lord. My lord, you could not get crushed like that and, and get behind that far in New York City. Not cool. Not cool at all. Carl Towns was very good. Wiggins was good. Wiggins going back to the shooting guard spot because, uh, well, it sounded like Mr. Uh, Belitza was going to start at power forward because of the back-to-back situation. No Kevin Garnett. And then you see Tayshaun Prince in there and Gorgie Zhang at power forward. Well, I like the Gorgie Zhang part, but Tayshaun Prince back in the starting lineup. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, we're happy for you there. Uh, Kevin Martin didn't play because he's hurt as well. Kind of an ankle deal there. He's been kind of struggling off and on with that. Wiggins back to shooting guard. His field goal attempts went way up. Only 8 of 22. He struggled, but they weren't the dumbest shots. They just weren't going in. See, it's Levine. I think he takes more wild shots and he shoots like crazy from far away. Where Wiggins, he just misses them. It's not like he's taking dumb shots. They're, they're more intelligent shots. It's just make them, damn it. That, that's the frustrating part. Uh, they're not the kind of shots that piss your teammates off necessarily. It's just like you just wish they would go in. That's all. But, yeah, I don't know. You might not like that argument too much. Rubio was, well, one point because he just, for some freaking reason, can't even score 10 points half the time. Only nine and then eight steals. One point and two steals away from a quadruple double. One of a 12 assists and 10 rebounds. It's kind of funny when you think about it. He had a double-double with 12 assists uh, and 10 rebounds. <laughs> he couldn't even get the freaking points out of it. Come on, Rubio. Missed a triple-double by one point. One freaking point. And again, two steals away from a quadruple double, a la David Robinson. Her in his case, the assists were out of there and the blocks were in there. I don't even know how you get 10 blocks in a game, but... My God, David Robinson, man, that guy was a SOB, man. He was so good. Mm. Shabazz struggled in this one. Really, the team just uh, the team defense again, no good. 
Perimeter defense, no good. Carl Towns, very good. 25 and, and 10 on the game. Very strong performance from him. Decent field goal percentage. Shot a little a little crazy, but he was making the shots that he was getting. And him and Rubio were connecting on a lot of those up and down the court plays along with Gorgi Zhang. That's why Zhang's field goal percentage is so high because him and Rubio have been forming a pretty nice uh, chemistry the past couple games. And it's nice to see Gorgi Zhang starting at power forward with Carl Anthony Towns, which I think is a very viable uh, possibility in the future in the, in, for, for this team. If you do want Gorgi Zhang on this team long term and you see him as a vital part to the future of this team, why not? Why can't he start at the at the power forward position, and then Carl Anthony Towns can play, you know, X amount of minutes. Gorgi Zheng can, and then you hopefully have suitable backups at power forward and center. Maybe Nikola Pakovic can be kind of an energy off the bench, scoring threat off the bench, long term behind Carl Anthony Towns. Maybe his career will last longer that way, with only twenty one to twenty twenty eight minutes, depending on how things go. Maybe even fifteen to twenty five minutes for Mister Pakovic, and then you have Gorgi Zheng in there. As well, back and forth with each other, power forward, center, that type of deal, and hopefully Adrian Payne becomes more of a factor because I don't know. I think he can play a little bit, or you have Belitsa. Maybe he can continue to develop. Shabazz Muhammad, maybe a short time at power forward because he is capable of posting up. Who knows? Who knows? We're just yeah, those are ideas right there. A uh, a fun game to watch in the first quarter, and it got better in that fourth, in the third and fourth. The Wolves kind of started playing better, and then and the Knicks started missing shots, and were just kind of getting comfortable with themselves. But ultimately, the Knicks ended up finishing the day. And then we had Sacramento. <clears throat> or actually, we head back to Minneapolis Friday, December the 18th, to host Sacramento. And the Wolves take a 2-0 lead in the season series. 99-95 victory for the Minnesota Timberwolves, getting uh, to, a ten, to 10 wins, getting to double digits. So, very cool. A hell of a lot earlier than last year. Though, only two years ago, if you can believe it, the Wolves won 40 games. <laughs> crazy when you had Love and Rubio in that up, up and down, crazy, awful season. Uh, Wiggins was just, oh yeah. This is, this is what I'm talking about right here. And you know how Levine, all that good stuff. He can go off for his 28, 27 and all that stuff. But I think Wiggins is the overall guy. How he can get to that free throw line. And he can draw fouls. He can get calls from referees. More than I think uh, Zach Levine will long term. What a game for Andrew Wiggins, though, man. I mean, how clutch was he? How exciting was he? Driving to the basket, spectacular dunks, putbacks, just one great play after another. And this one, though, Shabazz Muhammad, I think, had the dunk of the night overall. Just a, just an awesome play. <laughs> what an awesome play <clears throat> for Shabazz Muhammad from Rubio. Just a freaking awesome play. Uh, very aggressive dunk on that one. Way got way up in the air, but so did Wiggins on his. It's just Muhammad's had a little more had a lot more authority on it. Ultimately, he wound up with 16 points, seven of 13. And this is the <clears throat> Shabazz Muhammad that I think can be a factor for this team long term. And that's why I think he can play small forward and power forward because he can actually rebound and he can post up a bit. Very physical guy. I think he could play limited time at power forward and extended time at small forward long term for this Minnesota Timberwolves franchise. <clears throat> Kevin Martin, I got to think, is most most likely going to be traded at some point. Not sure what you're going to get for him. Maybe a, a protected uh, first round, a highly protected first round pick or a, or a second round pick. Who, who knows what's going to happen there. <clears throat> but Wiggins also getting 10 rebounds and 6 assists. Only, unfortunately, 4 turnovers to go along with it. <clears throat> Pardon me. But just an awesome, exciting game from Andrew Wiggins and a, a confidence builder for those of us that were getting really frustrated with him, even though he was still managing to put in 22 points and such, you still were getting some doubt uh, from the Phil Mackeys of the world out there and others on Facebook, Wolves Nation, NBA talk, all that. You know, guy, there were a couple of guys on there, so some of them are very much Wigan fans. I mean, there's so many people on there. Everybody's got a got a different opinion. Some of them are Kool-Aid drinkers. Some of them are very intelligent. Some of them are this. Some of them are that. Some of them are hardcore critics, this and that. I'm a very experienced, <laughs> I, I would call myself a very experienced analytical type that uh, is not afraid to criticize. That's pretty much what I am. That's what I'd consider myself. I've been, yeah, I've been around for quite a while. Uh, <laughs> NBA Finals 91, there you go. So, um, but it's a wonderful website that I encourage you, or website, Facebook page that I encourage you to join. Um, yeah, I encourage you to check it out. That would be very much worth it. Um, 
just a fun, again, overall game for Andrew Wiggins. Nice finish for the Wolves. Better defense. I mean, better defense. Funny how that works. Uh, Rajon Rondo was freaking fun to watch. I mean, he made some really nice plays, some awesome passes. DeMarcus Cousins is a just a really good player. Rudy Gay made a couple shots here and there, but overall, he's just Rudy Gay. And, well... He's, he's kind of like the wimpy, crappy version of Andrew Wiggins. But when you have the clutch, intense version of Andrew Wiggins, they got the silent assassin, is what I think is a nice nickname for him. That guy can really, yeah. <laughs> that guy makes you forget any comparisons to, you know, to any Rudy Gay. I mean, that ain't no comparison to Andrew Wiggins. So now we go to today's game, Sunday, December the 20th. Oh, Ricky. Oh, pretty Ricky. Mm, mm, mm. Oh, Andrew Wiggins, Carl Anthony Towns, but Towns and, and Ricky, my goodness. Well, this you could say this is Towns' team growing up because it was in New Jersey. Carl Anthony Towns is from New Jersey. <laughs> man, uh, what, what a nice showing for both big men today. But, uh, Ricky Rubio, Magic Johnson, Ricky out there, 15 assists in the game, and there, not a single one of them wasn't exciting as all heck. And even you even had Tayshawn Prince making some nice uh, long-range twos. Both of Tayshawn Prince's baskets, he only made two or three in this game in a 100-85 to victory in Brooklyn, New York. Yes, sir. Both of Tayshawn Prince's baskets were from nifty passes from uh, Ricky Rubio. They were long twos, but hey, they went in, and they were nifty passes from Rubio. So I guess there was a little extra magic on them. There you go. Carl Anthony Towns, Ricky Rubio. Gorgi Zhang and Ricky Rubio. My God, the chemistry. Just a beautiful, beautiful thing to watch. Just awesome stuff. Uh, even Kevin Martin, a couple of uh, nice passes from Rubio, set up some of his jump shots. He went up with 16 points off the bench in only 17, or well, 18 minutes. Strong performance for Kevin Martin, considering limited minutes. Very, very nice shooting game. Carl Towns and Ricky Rubio, though, absolute stars in this one. Uh, Rubio, again, failing to get the double-digit points, so he does not get the double-double for the game. God, one of with only eight points, one of six from the field, and six of seven from the free-throw line. He got to the line, but he couldn't even get, he couldn't even make a basket, man. Damn it. <laughs> but the 15 assists were so freaking awesome. They made this offense look sexy out there. Uh, Wiggins, quiet. But but effective. I mean, 6 of 11 and a plus 17 for the night. Very effective game for him. It's just that it was Carl's night and it was Gorgie's night. Gorgie and Carl hooking up with Rubio. Gorgie with a really awesome, like, kind of a spin hook after a, just an awesome pass from Rubio. It was like a behind-the-back to Gorgie, and then he spun that hook in. Just an awesome play. And then Towns and, and uh, Rubio again connecting several times. But one of the awesome, crazy fake passes... Rubio was faking to Towns, who basically was crossed up from the pass. Towns, Towns, that's right, Carl Anthony Towns fell on the play, and ultimately <laughs> the ball went up to Gorgi Zhang for a thunderous jam. <laughs> Towns, yeah, Carl Anthony Towns, Ricky's teammate, was faked out on the play. I mean, <laughs> wow, that's unbelievable. <laughs> that was one of the highlights of the game. In fact, maybe the most crazy highlight Glad Towns is okay after that one. Ultimately, he wound up with 24 points, 10 rebounds, even included two blocks. Gorgie with 20 points, 10 rebounds, three assists, even he was getting in the assist game. And Gorgie is capable of getting some assists. He had five assists the other night as well, uh, like a while ago, further back there. Strong performances by Gorgie Zhang. Overall, wonderful uh, week for all three of those guys, to be quite honest, I gotta say. Uh, Rubio, not perfect, but this was a sexy, sexy game to watch. If you're a Rubio fan, this is what puts you in the seats. This is what has you turning that, turning the TV on and watching the Timberwolves, regardless if they're on ESPN, Fox Sports North, or, well, if you're one of the people that, uh, you know, maybe you don't have FSN or, or you're far away and, and you don't have League Pass, maybe you connect it somehow through the Internet. <clears throat> Those people out there, um, there, there's a reason why you're watching that game, so... Rubio really helped that, and Carl Towns really, really strong performance in his uh, well, semi-hometown, you could say semi-hometown, awesome, awesome job, Carl Anthony Towns, very excited to see him putting in these type of performances at such a young age, just uh, <laughs> so freaking cool to watch, so let's pass out the award it's kind of a long first segment, because there was a lot to talk about, I had to get a lot off my chest, Ugh, oh, I'm pounding my chest just like Kevin Garnett <laughs> Ah, uh, Kevin, exactly 10 minutes in the game, by the way, and wanted to put seven rebounds. Hmm, not bad. And his, and his old his old team only attempted one shot in the game, but eh, it's his old team for like a year and a half. So not too much emotion, I got to think. 
I don't think people booed him or anything. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I don't think they would need to. Um, ultimately, there it is. Let's pass out the awards. I'm going to give the... I'm going to give the Lone Wolf Award for this week. It's kind of tough, but overall consistency and strong performance is going to go to Gorgi Zhang. Uh, Gorgi Zhang this week will get the Lone Wolf Award. I, I think he had an extremely strong week. Uh, super duper honorable mention. In fact, you could even give it a co-award to Carl Anthony Towns, his counterpart. Uh, and this is over a two-week stretch, and Gorgie's performance as a starter was fantastic. So, really cool to see Gorgie back in the starting lineup at one point at Power Forward, and he played very strong in that game. Uh, Carl Towns had some quiet games, but at the same time, overall, he was very strong throughout the week. And then Rubio even gave an honorable mention, hooking up both of these guys. The chemistry with Towns, uh, Towns and Rubio, and Gorgie and Rubio has just been really, really cool, and it's been a, it's been a joy to watch. Uh, it's really been developing during the course of the season. Awesome indeed, awesome indeed. Because yeah, you know, Rubio missed so much time last year, couldn't really get anything going with Gorgie. So now you get Rubio out there playing and getting 15 assists in in, uh, in Brooklyn, New York. There you go. Um, the the uh, Johnny Flynn Memorial. Who do I give that to? I'm going to give it to Belita. Just non-factor. Zero. He's just not a factor right now. He doesn't make shots. Uh, his defense is is media. I mean, it, it's okay. His defense is okay, but it just seems like he's a non-factor right now. And this is no hate to the guy. I think he's going to continue to develop and be a uh, nice factor for this team. But overall, he just he just did not have a good uh, two-week stretch here. Like he he would he pretty much didn't show up in any of these games. So uh, they could have used some help in some of those when you know Phoenix and. And teams like that, New York, teams like that were just running all over us. You could use a couple of three-pointers, a couple of athletic dunks, something from Belitza. Just non-factor. So there it is. Like when somebody else is struggling, like a Wiggins or Levine. Come on now. Show up and play. So there it is. Johnny Flynn Memorial to Belitza. That'll be the end of the reviews. Let's talk some previews right after this. shop on Amazon? Did you know that you can support this podcast just by doing your normal shopping on Amazon? It's real easy to do. Just go to thesportstuff.com and click on one of the many Amazon pictures. Do your normal shopping and Amazon sees that we referred you and they give us a percentage. We'd like to thank you in advance for supporting thesportstuff.com and please use our Amazon link. Now enjoy the rest of the show. Now I know Zach Levine can play a little bit, and boy does he get clutch in those fourth quarters. In fact, he can be downright fantastic. But if you say <laughs> he's going to be better than Wiggins one more time, Filmaki, I'm going to kill you. And we are back here on Timberwolves Explosion, segment number two, preview segment. We have three games to preview. If I hope to get this show recorded sometime next weekend, that would be great. That way I can just record, uh, review review three games, preview three games. It's a little bit better, I think. Maybe the show won't be too long either, you know what I mean? I don't want to like over overdo it, but well, I had a lot of stuff in my chest. Maybe it is a better show. I don't know. Monday, December the 21st, Minnesota heads to Boston. I don't know. I don't. I don't like our history there. It seems like we never win there, man. Mm. Good. Yeah, they're a better team than people think, but they were they were doing better than the record is now. They they've been struggling a little bit. Marcus Smart, that guy has just not lived up to any type of hype at all. It seems like not that long ago, man. Marcus Smart. Imagine him on the Lakers, and they wound up with Julius Randle. Well, good for the Lakers on that one. Very good for the Lakers on that one. Not impressed with Marcus Smart at all so far, but Isaiah Thomas. It has been absolutely fantastic for those Boston Celtics. You thought for the longest time, oh gosh, a guy named Isaiah Thomas. He's like way in the shadow of the other guy that, that was named Isaiah Thomas years ago for Detroit. Most of us have a pretty good idea who that is. I, I got to think, especially if you're over 30 years old, you have a pretty good idea about Isaiah Thomas. <laughs> but this guy's pretty good. He's not bad at all. He's more of a scoring point guard than uh, 
than a than a than a, than a normal point guard is. But man, he could play a little bit. Uh, kind of reminds me a little bit of uh, Eric Bledsoe. Yeah, he's actually quite similar. He even played with Eric Bledsoe at one point with those uh, those uh, Phoenix Suns. This team is actually kind of similar to the Suns a little bit, just a little bit. Uh, David Lee's been okay as a backup power forward. Evan Turner's a backup small forward. These are all guys that went really high in the draft too. I mean, yeah, Evan Turner went second overall years ago. Yikes. Remember, he was on Indiana for a little while. Now he's on the Celtics. He was uh, on the Sixers for a long time. Number two overall, I'll remind you. Mm, not living up to it at all. Avery Bradley, who's been kind of off and on injured, off injured over the years. He's been staying healthy and he's been playing very well. Uh, Kelly Olenek, the Kevin Love shoulder killer. You know, that guy. He's yeah, he's just, he's, he's okay. He's decent. Jared Sullinger's getting the starting minutes at center and he's continuing to be solid. Amir Johnson at power forward. It's not a bad team. I mean, they're, they're fairly deep, but Isaiah Thomas is the, is the straw that stirs the pot when it comes to those uh, Boston Celtics. That guy can play and I, I, I don't know. The Wolves have struggled against those small guards that can score this year. They have struggled against him. Um, I don't like the Wolves' chances at this one, even though we've been playing way better. It all kind of depends on what? What does it depend on? The century mark. If the Wolves hold the Boston Celtics under 100 points in this game, they win. You give up more, you lose. I'm, I'm sticking to that one right now because especially when you have a score like Isaiah Thomas at that point guard position and, and even David Lee who can go out, who can get hot sometimes and Jared Sullinger's physical on the inside. I think Towns could beat Sullinger. I mean, he should. Amir Johnson, Kevin Garnett, that's going to be kind of funny. It's going to be fun to see Garnett back in Boston. He'll probably get a lot of nice cheers and applause. No reason to boo Kevin Garnett in Boston. I mean, that was a hell of a time he had there. Lots of fun. Uh, but Avery Bradley and Isaiah Thomas scare me a little bit. Not because they're such, uh, uh, not because Avery Bradley's so great, but he can score and he he's 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 dangerous. And the Viking or Vikings, what am I talking about? The, the Viking game is still in my mind here. Uh, the, the the Timberwolves' outside shooting, outside defense, perimeter defense, pardon me, has not been good. Um, it was better the past couple of games, and if the Wolves can stick to that and keep it coming, that's how the Wolves won games earlier this season against Miami and such. That's how they had an, uh, a 500 record for a while there, and they were even over 500. Uh, games like that, when the Wolves stuck to their defensive plan, they played well. When they got off a bit, when they got off it a bit, they started giving up 111, and they lost every one of those games, every single one of them. Keep the Celtics from having to run, you win. But otherwise, I, I'm going to predict the Wolves do not win this one. I don't think Boston's anything super special, but I just don't see the Wolves winning this one for whatever reason. I don't think it's a good matchup. Hope the Wolves do win. Uh, somebody has the Celtics winning 104 to 98. That sounds pretty close. That's a pretty nice pick, actually. That's about where I'm kind of leaning. 104 98. Hmm. Should I coattail the guy? Nah. That's that's not nice, is it? Nah. I'm gonna go with 101 95. Boston's gonna win 101 95. I kind of come up with that weird score a lot, but. It seems to be. It seems to kind of happen, and it's pretty close, oftentimes, to that type of prediction when I predict when I do predict that uh, Celtics. I don't know that backcourt can score. They can score, and that's been a Wolves' Achilles heel for years, for many years. Damian Lillard, guys like that, uh, Mr. Uh, McCollum. Oh God, Mr. McCollum. Mm, mm. San Antonio Spurs come to Target Center Wednesday, December the twenty-third. And by the way, shame on me. We're forty-three minutes into this show, and I haven't even said this yet. Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas. It's Christmas week, and uh, when you're listening to this, it is Christmas week. Absolutely. Christmas is coming up. I've said that a lot, haven't I? On, uh, well, Thursday and Friday, Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, Friday. Just want to wish all of you a Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. Happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa, all those holidays out there. (coughs) Pardon me. But, um, yeah, I had to get that out before I said anything else. Um, The Spurs, though, by the way. I don't think they're going to be bringing any of Santa's toys along, unfortunately. I really don't think so. I'm trying not to choke to death again. My God, it's getting on my nerves. A little H2O is necessary. Spurs are 23-5. and five, And with a record like that, they should have the best record in the Western Conference. But that stupid team that plays in the Bay Area. Son of a biscuit. They're like 26-1 and one or something like that. Ah, oh, man. Oh, well, the thing is... If there's one team that could beat them, it's the San Antonio Spurs. And you know what? They're probably going to be playing each other in the West Finals if all goes well for the Spurs. But Oklahoma's playing a lot better than than they had started out. They're like third or third, third place in the West now. They're rising up. I actually picked them to go to the West Finals this year and to lose to the Spurs. We'll see what happens. 
Um, I thought the Warriors would lose to one of them. Maybe it'll be the Warriors instead of one of them in the West Finals. In fact, most likely it will be. Would not be surprised to see San Antonio and Golden State in the West Finals. And that would be probably a, probably a championship series, <laughs> the way things look right now between both of those. Uh-huh. So, uh, Wolves aren't going to beat the Spurs at Target Center. Um, if they do, that would be absolutely fantastic. I, I just don't think so. Lots of familiar faces, and then you add... LaMarcus Aldrich in the mix has been having a strong season. Duncan's a year older, but still <laughs> still getting it done. Tony Parker, same thing. Graham, uh, <laughs> Mr. Green over there. Graham Green. What am I talking about? Danny Green is hitting his threes like he always does. Oh, man. The Wolves, I mean, they're just playing fantastic right now. The Spurs are on a run. Even David West backing up Aldrich. Dia backing up Duncan. Oh, my goodness, it's just so many good players. Anderson behind uh, Kawhi Leonard, who is the overall top player on that team. Patty Mills, three-point threat off the bench behind Tony Parker. Mono Ginobili's backing up Danny Green. Good Lord. You think the Wolves are going to beat this team? I don't think so. And I wish they would kick their butts. I wish the Wolves would kick the Spurs' butts, but I'm going to go with 112 to 98. Spurs are going to beat the Wolves. The Wolves will be in the game for a while, but it's going to be what it is, and the Spurs will get the job done. They're the better team by a mile right now, and I love the Wolves, and I think they can perform well. I would not be surprised to see Carl Anthony Towns play uh, significantly well. It's going to be fun to see him going up against Duncan. Uh, Kawhi Leonard and Andrew Wiggins will see each other for a while, I'm sure. That would be nice, but uh, you're going to need a performance from... uh, you're going to need Wiggins, I think, to really show up in this one in a huge way. When it comes to the Celtics game, uh, a lot of that's perimeter defense. I mean, for me, if they're going to we'll beat the Celtics, they need a good perimeter defense, ultimately. You, you need that against every team, but the Celtics specifically, I think if you can contain those guards, the Wolves will win that game, but I just don't think they're going to quite get that done. They'll contain them a bit, but not enough. Spurs, you're just not going to contain this team. There's too much going on. That's why I have them winning by, the, by a pretty solid margin there. Um, I, I just think there's just too much talent in that Spurs team, too much experience, too much everything. Um, they kind of they kind of go on every Wolves uh, every Wolves weakness pretty much. They're going to be they pretty much are, are strong and so that sucks. <laughs> Inside, outside, this, that. You know, wherever the Wolves are weak, the experience, the Spurs are experienced. The outside uh, shooting, the Wolves are weak against that, all that. Uh, but so I have the Spurs winning that one. But I do think Kawhi Leonard and Andrew Wiggins will get in a, uh, a one-on-one battle that'll make things interesting for a while, and they'll keep the Wolves in it. Same and same. I would not be surprised to see Towns get a double-double, but I do think personally, I think Wiggins is going to have a good game in this one, and I hope he does. Indiana comes to Target Center, and they've been playing very well the day after Christmas. The Indiana Pacers, sixteen and ten. So maybe my prediction of them getting to the East Finals isn't so bad after all. Because they've showed up to play after a weak start. And I think I said that last show already. But uh, another solid team. Uh, the Wolves played like crap against them in Indiana. I, I think the Wolves show up to play in this one. I think this is the second most winnable game. I think the Celtics game is definitely the most winnable. Just play good defense. That's all. And I know that's that's like, you know, I sound like Mike D'Antoni saying, I just get some stops. But, well, it's that simple right now. With If the Wolves play... If the Wolves continue to play the solid defense they've been playing the past couple of games against Sacramento and Brooklyn, they'll beat Boston. Um, so I, I might go with a win against Boston just to kind of just so I don't come out here with an 0 three record. <laughs> I, I I don't know, but maybe nah. I'm I, I'm going to pick the Wolves to beat Indiana instead. Actually, I think the Wolves will beat Indiana. I think no. No, I'm changing it. The Wolves' road record is much better than their home record. The Wolves are going to beat the Celtics. I'm going to change it. I'm going to actually flip the score around uh, a little bit. I'm going to go with 101-98. Very, lo- very close game, but the Wolves will win it. 101-98, and I think the Wolves will lose to Indiana, ultimately, at home, because uh, they're, they're, they've not been playing well at home. Indiana, again, is another team that plays in a lot of the Wolves' weaknesses. That jump shooting and the, and the physical, well, not physical, but their, their overall jump shooting uh, from the outside. Uh, the, Wolves have never, the Wolves have never matched up well with Indiana, and they're playing very well. And Paul George is an MVP candidate right now. He's not going to get it, but when you have, you know, but, but he is an MVP candidate. He's having his best season by a mile. Uh, when he was averaging 23 points a game, people were like, man, franchise player. And it's like, yeah, he's close to being a franchise player, but it's kind of a deep team at the time when they were making the East Finals and all that. Now he's he's like a franchise player. He's just absolutely fantastic. And they have a lot of decent uh, p- 
pieces on this team. CJ Miles, uh, Ellis is dangerous. Stucky, well, he's, he's annoying, but he can get hot. He's the kind of guy that's, that'll probably drive us nuts and hit some threes at the most inopportune times. And that's why I see the Pacers ultimately winning this one. I'm going to go, I, I, I think this is going to be kind of a lower scoring game. Pacers are going to score 99 and the Wolves win it, but I'm just seeing a 99 to 88, 89 type of score. 99, 88. I, I'm just kind of going with that. I, I can just see like the number 11 for some reason in this one. I don't like the Wolves against Indiana. I, I don't know what it is, but it's just it's just a bad matchup. The, I just see the Wolves struggling in this one for some strange reason. I hope I'm wrong. But it's going to be one of those kind of frustrating, quiet, not-so-fun type of nights. Not sure who's really going to show up in this one, ultimately. It uh, it, it might have to be an unexpected source, like uh, Kevin Martin hitting, getting hot from, the, from three. Or a Shabazz Muhammad, I think, is a guy that could show up in the Indiana game. Just a vibe that I get, ultimately, from the uh, <clears throat> Indiana game. But... I'm going to stick with the final score of 99-88. Don't like the matchup. It's really never been good. I don't know why, but it just is what it is. So the Wolves will wind up with a 1-2 and two record, 12-18 and 18 to come back <laughs> the coming week. Hopefully hopefully I'm wrong and the Wolves pull out a victory over Indiana and finish 2-1, and one, but I'm not going to ever pick the Wolves over San Antonio until something drastically changes. We'll be back for segment number three, Fan Interaction, and wrap up the show right after this. are back here on Timberwolves Explosion, segment number three, fan interaction segment. Let's get to it right away, Facebook page. We'll start off with the Facebook page, of course. I'd like to encourage you to join it. It'd be greatly appreciated. In the search bar on Facebook, type in Timberwolves Explosion, Minnesota Timberwolves Show. You may see two things come up. Click on the one that says company or page, not the one that says group. And then please click like. would really appreciate people joining up. would be greatly Appreciated indeed. Tyus Jones. Well, we'll start off with that. No, yeah. Uh, I was saying, uh, posted an article, Tyus Jones dominates in D-League debut and all that good stuff, and hopefully he's going to come back to the Wolves very soon, and most likely he will be. Uh, Vince Germano says, who? LOL. What the hell? Look at you, Vince. Look at you. Uh, courtside podcast, the people's champ, Vince Germano, and of course we're co-hosts on the Showtime and T-Wolves show as well to talk some Laker talk. I think that'll be coming up in January at some point. It'll be Nice, after all the holidays and everything, we settled down a bit, and yeah, I don't know if I'll ever get out of overtime, but we can find a time to record, yeah, <laughs> more of the weekend overtime than the late overtime, though, we'll, we'll get that figured out. Joseph Phillips, also out of Australia, saying, what will it take for him to make his way back to the team? Well, I'm not sure, there's too many point guards on the roster, and Sam Mitchell seems to just love Zach Levine at uh, point guard, yeah, that's another topic here that I didn't even really talk about much, I saved it for this part. And also another thing, more death in the NBA. John Hot Rod Williams dies at 53 of prostate cancer. So with that, very quickly, I will give John Hot Rod Williams, former Cleveland Cavaliers center, a moment of silence. God bless you, John Hot Rod Williams. Very sorry to hear that. Just, uh, man, oh man, oh man, oh man, oh man. It's just, uh, man, it's like one after another, man. Vince Germano saying, rest in peace, hot rod. Trish Posterino saying, how very sad. Maybe, maybe, may he rebound to a much better court, RIP. Mm-hmm. Danae Wilson-Brown saying, hasn't been an easy year. Rest in peace, hot rod. And yeah, it's just one after another. I remember how two 76ers died in a very short time. Uh, Chocolate Thunder and Moses Malone. Like, wow, that's just crazy. And then uh, I stole this picture off of somebody from that uh, from from the the, the Wolves Nation page, <laughs> one of the one of the many posters. I stole it because it's important, um, and I don't think anybody's going to get too pissed off at me. But I put pretty much sums it up uh, on the FSN broadcast of the Denver game. One of one of them, the second one, I do believe. Uh, they showed Zach Levine, uh, his numbers at shooting guard and point guard. Ultimately, his minutes at point guard: four hundred and fifty-three in seven seconds. His plus minus. Minus 59 at shooting guard at, a, at 120 minutes and 20 seconds. I don't even know why I'm saying the seconds. He's at plus 43. Rest my case. 
Yeah, rest my case and many others. He's a shooting guard, damn it. He is a shooting guard, damn it. Hank McCoy saying, come on, Sam Mitchell. This is, of course, the Alpha Dog of the Courtside Podcast. And God bless you so much, Hank, and all that calling us, uh, calling us to- uh, Timberwolves Explosion um, Courtside Approved. God bless you, man. <laughs> uh, he says, come on, Sam Mitchell. Don't hang Zach out to dry. Surely he must be able to see the difference on the court. Stop investing time in Kevin Martin. Well, they could trade him, too. Yeah, so I do agree with you, my friend. I do agree with you. And I put a Shirley in there. I put Shirley, Kevin Martin will be traded before February, the February deadline, unless they've gone nuts. He'll be a nice help for a competitor. And then we can finally have a rotation that makes some sense. I don't think either of us believe Sam will be back. Yeah? And he didn't respond. He just clicked like. So, hmm, not sure how he feels. Hope I didn't annoy him by saying Shirley. You know, I didn't even realize he said Shirley. I was not trying to be sarcastic back at you. Though, I don't think Hank's the type of person that's going to be like, oh, what a dick. You know, I don't think he's going to say that, unless he's joking. Um, and then I posted that, I guess it's called Fast and Furious, so I never watched a single one of those movies. I just don't care. I just don't care. I'd rather watch a Timberwolves game or ID channel if I'm going to watch something. I, I just don't care. Seriously. Um, Let's see. Uh, yeah, it's called Fast and Furious. That's the whole Wiley e. Coyote, which is kind of the theme of this show. I mean, I had to come up with something fun, and that was fun. You know, when, when I get an idea like that, I got to make sure I remember it and go from there. And that's why I posted this on here. I thought I was going to get a little more response to this, but hey, Tanay, though, jumps on board saying LOL, and then he <laughs> shows, uh, looked like this little girl. Yep. Oh, it was a situation where. A guy was wearing just some uh, shower shoes, broke a little girl's ankles. That's kind of funny. He's dribbling around a little girl and she fell backwards on her little, on her butt, whatever. It's kind of funny. <laughs> what the hell? What the hell? Where is everybody on this one, though? Shame on you guys. Shame on you. Shame on you. Nobody clicked like hardly at all. What the hell? That was fun. But ho- hopefully you like the show. That matters more, right? Visitor posts. Well, this could go on for a while. No, maybe not too long. Uh, where was I? Mm, I think I don't remember exactly where I left off. Damn it! It's it's been a little while, hasn't it? Mm. So um, I do believe I yeah, December seventh. We'll go from there. I could be a little bit. This may have been on the last episode. So part of me, if I'm making noises, you're like clicking noises. That's kind of annoying. I apologize for that. Uh, Hank saying. Well, no, we'll start with uh, Tanae saying, this has been a frustrating week since the last show, uh-huh. And then Vince saying, mate, this team frustrates the crap out of me. How are they not winning at home? Uh, I'll start with Tanae first. I was saying, Wiggins has been absolutely terrible. And he says, others, uh, Tanae says, others have been stepping up. It worries me that he steps back when others play well. Oh, that was the, the Seesaw show, but that, that's okay. I'll continue it anyway. Vince saying, this is where it'd be good to have Kobe Bryant or Paul Pierce. Yep, playing with Wiggins. I take some comfort in the fact that Kobe's teaching Russell and Randall with that says the Wiggins will with that said though Wiggins will get to the stage where he takes over at the Kobe level and I do agree with that and we kind of continue back and forth and yeah that was already on the last show so my bad uh Tanae Brown was saying yep several teams interested in Shabazz Muhammad says yeah and apparently the Wolves have been saying no so far um, and we're saying he need. Yep, I was saying he just needs more consistent playing time here. Man, he's valuable. And Vince saying, "Well said, Tanae. The kid just needs consistent minutes to develop, much like my boy D'Angelo." Yep. Uh, here we go. And then uh, Tanae was saying, "I'm glad they're they're not planning on trading him. He's a very valuable piece on this team. I wish he was getting more minutes. I think he deserves them. Twenty to twenty-five from him would be good. Or move him to into the starting lineup and move Wiggy back to the two. Kmart has been terrible, too, since he got moved back to being a starter. Yeah, for the most part, yes, except for that one game against the Lakers. Uh, yep, uh, Tanae was saying, yeah, <laughs> Tanae was saying, play calling on the final shot is a disaster. Haven't seen one play that involves any movement yet. I always get excited thinking we could see something like this, but instead, they just try, they just try put, they just try to put Wiggins in ISO, giving him a difficult pass and just telling him to get the ball up. So frustrating. A win's a win, though. And yes, that was against the the Lakers. Yeah, just barely. Barely got a win there. <laughs> yep, finally, right? Um, Tanae is saying the only thing this team is learning at the moment is how to lose. Yep, what happened? 
to the team that was knocking off the Bulls. Yeah, that was huge. Hawks and the Heat. Yeah, that was so big. 24 turnovers. Felt like it was a Sixers game. The only thing this team has been learning recently is how to lose. I'm mad. Yep, and that was against the Suns. That was an awful, awful game against the Phoenix Suns. And I didn't even talk about that in the review because I was trying to catch up. What a mess, again, that game was. I mean, the passing lane was just getting taken away because we were making horrible cross-court passes out of nowhere. Just horrible shots. Uh, passes, excuse me. Uh, today was saying, I'm getting sick of all these all these lost seasons. Clearly, there's a lot of talent on this team. There's either a leadership aspect missing or coaching is a lot worse than I thought it would be. I'm guessing a mixture of both. And yes, I think it's a mixture of both. Yes, sir. Uh, Vince saying, Crikey, please tell me, how did the Wolves lose to the Nuggets at home? How? When I checked the scores, you guys were up by a decent margin. With like eight minutes to go, well, I explained it all. You know, it's Sam Mitchell. They're you know they're chasing down the the road runner and they're painting uh, they're painting a little tunnel on the wall, and uh, the road runner just magically goes through it. Right? You know that, that's pretty much what it is, right, Vince? The road runner just magically goes through it, and then Sam says, "Ah, here we go. I guess I can do this after all." And then, boom, he hits the wall. But then again, that's not even him. That's the wolves doing that. That's the players out there, but maybe Sam as well. Maybe that's his plan, and then the Wolves uh, running into the wall because the, the Roadrunner ran through it, so 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 they should be able to. Uh, that's the only reason I can come up with right now. Pretty much. I mean, that's pretty much the only reason I can come up with. I don't know. Uh, Sam says, hate to say it because I like Sam Mitchell, but the players aren't buying into what he's selling. And Yeah, maybe they're not because they keep running into a wall. <laughs> But the players are kind of drawing that wall too, unfortunately, with the terrible fucking freaking defense. Oh boy, I'm getting in trouble here. No. I mean, most people don't care, but some of you out there might be listening with kids, and I do apologize, and I do have a, yeah, a lot of Christian friends, including myself, so I try not to swear too much. <laughs> I try not to. Uh, Tanae Brown saying, here's my fix. Put Martin on the bench, promote Levine to a starter. Yep, he's been shooting well. And you don't lose anything on D because Kmart is well below par on that end. Play more inside out ball. Look what Towns did. 18 points and 7 shot attempts. Someone needs to get Wiggins in attack mode early. Yeah, seriously as well. Going straight to the rim. The team, This team shouldn't be losing when Rubio was scoring 10 plus points in a game. There's really no excuse. 10 plus points. That's funny. And yeah, that's the other reason why I do think Wiggins is going to be better than Levine because he's better going to the basket by a mile versus Zach Levine. Mostly Levine's points are relying on the outside shot. There's nothing wrong with that, but I think Wiggins has more franchise potential than Zach Levine. I think he can break people down better than Zach Levine. He attacks the rim with better than Zach Levine. He just does. He's a franchise player. And I'm sorry, what's his name is not. And Vince Germano for the second time saying, well said, Tanae Brown. And you know what, Tanae? Gold star again, buddy. <laughs> Vince and Hank, though, those guys are getting stars, too. You guys are just so awesome. Bronze and silver, or silver and bronze for, uh, silver for Vince and bronze for Hank. Yep. <laughs> Passing on multiple stars in this show. Continuing on the Facebook page, wrapping up the Facebook page here, wrapping it up. Uh, Tanae said, I didn't watch the game. This was on Wednesday, yep, against the Knicks. Uh, but I'm going to have to find a replay. I just looked at the box score. There's still four seconds to go. And the lineup is Rubio, Levine, Wiggins, Gorgie, and Cat. I don't know how they play together, but I want to see it. Well, it was fun for a little while. It was very fast early on. And then it just, I don't know, it kind of had a back-and-forth type of deal. Kind of a back-and-forth type of game, basically. It was, That's basically what it was. Kind of a mess. They gave up a trillion points to the Knicks in the in the second and third quarters, and then tried to make it cute at the end, but just didn't work out, did it? Hmm. Uh, Tanae is saying, also Rubio had a near quadruple double, 1.2 steals shy. Yep, and I was saying, this is becoming a rut. The way we lose is very predictable. It literally was, they would run on the court and shoot super fast with 14 seconds left on the shot clock. Yeah, that was the thing. They were all doing it. They were playing like they had third-degree burns from the basketball. It was just weird. Um... Danae is saying, bugger, I thought it might have been the lineup that might have made the comeback happen. Saw they were down 20 at halftime. Yep, I'll still try to, I'll still try to have a look. I'm trying to get more into game player analysis, make this season a bit more exciting. And yeah, yeah, I mean, I appreciate that, Danae, a lot that you're doing that. And um, you've been so valuable to this show. I can't even tell you, man. You've been so, so, so valuable. Danae out of New Zealand. Oh, my goodness. And <laughs> Vince uh, off the record, <laughs> Vince uh, gave me a suggestion about Danae that um, I don't disagree with. 
I'll leave it at that. <clears throat> yeah, I'll leave it at that <laughs> for now. Well, should I just say it? I, I don't know. Uh, at minimum, the possibility of having Tanae on this show? Yeah. Yes, I, I open it. I, I'm open to it. Just saying, you know, my schedule is tough, so I, any type of permanent co-host thing is really, really hard to do. That's why Marcus has kind of vanished off the face of the earth, and plus he kind of just likes to vanish off the face of the earth, and I don't know what planet he's on. He's just in a galaxy far, far away, I guess. But, oh, there I go, jumping on that. I hate to jump on anything's hype, but I didn't officially do it. I just kind of hinted at it. So you get the idea. Marcus, he's out there. I I, I don't know, man. He, he's in some stormtroopers, too. He doesn't want to show his face anymore. So that's Marcus for you. <laughs> but he might be on the show sometime, too. Ah, uh, boy, wrong Twitter. I'm on the Purple Mafia one. Cute. Isn't that just cute? I don't think there's too much going on because I've been inactive of late and I do apologize, but there's usually something. Plus the retweets, which I just, I appreciate so much. Uh, yep, Tanae and Vince retweeting episode 158. Vince retweeting episode 159. Tanae didn't get around to this one, but I, I understand. It's okay. Appreciate it so much when you do, though. Um, Jared Smitty. Jared Smitty. Oh, I remember. Yeah, he said uh, the fact Shabazz Muhammad is only eight minutes at this point in this game is ridiculous. And that was on the 13th not too long ago. Fire the coach. Yeah, I mean, I totally agree with you on that. And there's a lot of games that that was going on. Um, I don't know. It's like he gets such limited playing time, and and nobody really understands it. Nobody really does. Uh, I, I think Shabazz is worthy of a significant amount of minutes. I've never understood what the deal is. Uh, I'd like to locate something here quick, but... <laughs> Man, I can't believe how far we've gotten already into the year. I mean, it's by by the by the end of next week, it's already going to be after Christmas, and we're almost into uh, sh- we're almost into uh, 2016, huh? and that's going to be a very interesting year. That was against the Suns last Sunday. Yeah, that was horse crap. And by the way, Shabazz always plays well against the Suns. So why isn't Sam playing him? I have no idea. I mean, he's always played well against the Phoenix Suns. Now I'm extending things a teeny tiny bit here at the end. Uh, Shabazz ultimately wound up with, well, he wound up with 22 points and uh, 22 minutes and nine points in the game, but he probably should have gotten in there earlier before they, before the Suns kind of started railroading the Timberwolves. That's where things kind of sucked. And I totally agree with Jared there. And yeah, I remember hearing his tweets earlier last season. He was kind of teasing me about my hatred for the Warriors. <laughs> but no, yeah, keep keep tweeting me. I appreciate that. Uh, and I, I need to be more active on there as well. I'm with you 100%, Jared, on that one. Yep, especially against the Suns, by the way. So just want to say God bless all of you. Thank you very much for listening to the show. Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, Happy Holidays, Happy Hanukkah, all that good stuff. Uh, just want to say uh, thank you so much for your listenership to the show. Please do tell a friend or two about it. And those of you that have been that that are are able to review this show on iTunes or Stitcher, please do. It, it only helps. It only makes the show more attractive to somebody out there that may be looking for a Timberwolves show. Tell them what you like about it and give us a nice positive rating. It'd be greatly, greatly appreciated. Other than that, just want to say again, thank you so much for listening and. We'll be back to talk Tim Rules basketball right after Christmas. <laughs> Until then, take care.